Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast. It is Tuesday, August 17th, and wherever you are, uh, whenever you are listening to this, I wish you God's grace. I wish you God's goodness, God's beauty. And uh, may you, in some way, feel God's nearness today, uh, his embrace of you. Uh, We are going to continue on with Matthew's Gospel, chapter 19. We are going to follow along exactly, pick up from where yesterday's story left us. Now, yesterday's story was so good. Uh, If you remember, and this one fits beautifully in, and so you'll see that, it's very seamless. But yesterday's story was the rich young man who came to Jesus and said, what must I do to gain eternal life? Uh, How can I possess it? And, uh, and Jesus looked at all the things he did possess and say, you got to put those things aside, right? Before you can fully enter in, put those aside. Anything that you're, that you have your identity with or your security and put those aside and, uh, and give it to the poor and come follow me. And he left, went away sad because he had many possessions. So it's immediately following that, that today's gospel picks up. So let's break open what God has for us today in God's Word. For those who want to follow along, Matthew 19, verses 23 to 30. Okay? Let's break open God's Word. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Amen, I say to you, it will be hard for one who is rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I say it to you. It is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for one who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. When the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished and said, Who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, For men this is impossible, but for God all things are possible. Then Peter said to him in reply, We have given up everything and followed you. What will there be for us? Jesus said to them, Amen, I say to you, that you who have followed me in the new age, when the Son of Man is seated on his throne of glory, will yourselves sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has given up houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or lands for the sake of my name will receive a hundred times more and will inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last will be first. My friends, the gospel of the Lord Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So you can see how this gospel picks up, right? On, uh, on the, I mean, because it was one story. When Matthew wrote it, it was fluid. And, of course, we separate it up and, uh, and break it up so we can, can listen to it in different days. But how it goes with yesterday's gospel. So here is a rich young man who has many possessions Uh, but yet who has a good heart, who wishes to gain the kingdom of God. You know, Renee said that in yesterday's uh, gospel, and she's right. Um, 
that she always feels bad for this man because he really goes to Jesus with a, with an honest claim. How can I gain the kingdom of heaven? Jesus says, you know the commandments, keep them. And he says, I've done all those things. But then Jesus looked at him with love. Now that wasn't in Matthew's gospel, that's in Luke's, I think. Looks at him with love. Meaning he looks inside and says, what are those things that are keeping him from a full from fully jumping in in a sense that deep end of the of the pool right because we can keep those commandments kind of in an external way i mean we can really want to do it and it's still good but there are still things we hold close to the vest that keep us from god and jesus looking at him with love knows what those things are and looking at us in love knows what those things are and he says you know what's keeping you from the kingdom your possessions, those things you're holding tight to. And again, I mentioned it earlier, maybe they, they give him a sense of security because um, he puts his trust in them. If things go south in, in Israel, well, he's always got his possessions. He's got his things that he could sell or he could make his way or could get food or whatever. So they become security for him. Or maybe a sense of identity or a sense of, uh, I'm blessed, right? Because I have these things. And, uh, and he places his trust, at least some level, some level of his trust there. Who knows what percentage? Maybe it's only 5 or 10%, a small percent of him. Maybe it's a large percent. But Jesus looks at him with love and is able to see this part of your heart you haven't given to me yet. And he walks away sad. Okay, why am I focusing on yesterday's gospel and not today? Because then Jesus immediately turns to his disciples. They've just witnessed all of this. And he says, man, I'm telling you, amen, I say to you, in Jesus' words, it will be hard for one who is rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. It's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle. Ultimately, it's easier for the impossible to happen than for the rich to enter into the kingdom of God. Now, the disciples, this is, is groundbreaking because remember, in their idea, in their world, in their culture of the time, and, and don't believe me, believe the, you know, Job, the book of Job, right? That's what it was all about. Job, here is this rich man who has a big family, who has multitudes of, of flocks and, uh, and, and is healthy and all these things. And why are they bestowed upon him? Because he is a man of God. You know, he is blessed uh, because uh, of, of the way he keeps God's word. You know, God loves him and therefore bestows on them upon, these riches upon him. And so in their culture, the, the apostles, the disciples, the followers of Jesus, those who were believers thought the rich are that way because they are close to God. And here Jesus throws that upside down and says, I'm telling you, it's going to be easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter into the kingdom of God. Now, to try to put ourselves in that world, think about today. Who do you think are those people who are close to the kingdom of God? And imagine Jesus coming to you and saying, you know what? It's going to be easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for those people, than priests, 
or sisters or pastoral leaders or, or ministers or those people who work at food pantry, or whatever it is, whoever you envision there, it'll be easier for a camel to pass through the eye of needle than for those people to enter the kingdom of God. That's what he's saying here. That he's throwing their world upside down, and they are greatly astonished, it says. And then they say, who can be saved? Well, if not them, who can be saved? And then Jesus, I hope this is what I just want us to mull on and chew today, brothers and sisters. For men, this is impossible. But for God, all things are possible. All things are possible. Brothers and sisters, I've said this to you before, and and I think in our culture we need to hear it again and again and again because we are in a culture of affluence. Brothers and sisters, you and I are rich. We may not think we are. We may think we're middle class, and most of us probably are. But when we look at the people of today and the world over, we are in the top 1%. There is no doubt about it, brothers and sisters. We are rich in comparison to the world. And we, well, maybe 1%, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm exaggerating. Maybe it's top 2% or top 3%. I'm not smart enough to know what those exact ones are. But, but I, I won't quibble over percentages. We are rich when it comes to looking at the population of the world and what they have and what they don't have, what they, they desire. I mean, we have, we have water. At, at a, 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 all we got to do is just open up the spigot or, or food in, in, in our pantries, in our homes. Or if we don't have them in the homes, we just go to the grocery store. Because why? Because we have money in our bank accounts. And we have a debit card in our pocket. And, and we don't have need. We don't, we don't know what it's like to be hungry. Or for, what is it, 10% of the, of the world's population that goes without water or must doesn't have it at its, its disposal so has to walk for it and journey for it and, and what that means. And, and, and none of that, brothers and sisters, none of that is to, to, for us to feel guilty. I, I, again, the blessings that we have, praise and thank God uh, for those. But um, I, I, I bring it up to say, you know what we see, and we've seen it in Europe, and we're seeing it in the United States, uh, and, and we're seeing it in other places of, of affluence, is the percentage of faith, those who, who call themselves followers of Jesus Christ, or followers of whatever you know, uh, faith it is, it goes down as percentages of affluence go up. Why? Because of this. Because of Jesus' gospel today, because he's telling us the truth. He's telling us what it's like. Is The more affluence there is, the more riches there are, the easier it is, brothers and sisters, to fall into the trap that puts our faith and our hope and our security and our groundedness and our future in them. doesn't mean we don't put away for retirement, brothers and sisters. That's not what I'm saying. But I am saying we can't put our trust in that. Our trust is in one thing and one thing only. It's in God. Our identity is in one thing and it's in one thing only, and that's God. Our security is in one thing and it's one thing only, and it's God. It's not in our uh, securities, 
Interesting that they call it that, right? It's not in that. It's not in how many zeros there are behind our bank account. It's not in in um, uh, what what clothes I wear. You know, it, it, I was listening to a song this morning on my run, and and it was a, a, a gentleman chastising himself that so often he falls into the trap by judging his success by what he's wearing. Brothers and sisters, that is the trap of of the first world, of materialism. That we really can believe what Madison Avenue is saying is all we need in this commercial is whatever it is, you know, fill in the blank, this car or this aftershave or 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 this outfit or or this cleaner. And life is perfect. Brothers and sisters, we need to be able to see the poor at our door. We need to be able to see that our true need is not any of those things. No, we praise God that we have access to them. How do we see the need of others at our door and make sure we give what we have as well so they can have, right? But it's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than it is for the rich to gain the kingdom of heaven. There is nothing wrong with riches. It doesn't mean we're blessed by God more than those who are poor. But it means we have responsibility. And we can all, and often, and, and I, maybe I'm just speaking about I, I can often fall into the trap of knowing that these are for me and my comfort and security. And I can just relax. And while I'm able to do that, and you know what, I'm grateful, and we should be able to be comfortable on occasion, but that those don't serve my comfort, that they serve the common good. And how can I use my riches and my affluence, and my first world proximity and presence in order to reach out to those who do not have them. My neighbor may be someone here in Kiel, New Holstein, St. Anne. It may be someone half a world away. But who is my neighbor? May our eyes be open to the fact that we are rich today. And what do these riches invite us to? That's the second half, and I won't spend much time on this. But I love it. You know, Peter. (laughs) And again, because Peter's us, right? They're greatly astonished because they don't know who can be saved. And then Peter ultimately just puts it on the table with Jesus and says, all right, we've given up everything and followed you. What's in it for us? What's in it for us? And they really did give up everything. They said, listen, we weren't like the rich young man who went away. Uh, we, We gave it all up. What are we gaining? You know, and, and Jesus kind of throws him a bone, but he, he doesn't. Then he, then he turns it. So the bone is, he says, listen, you yourselves, you're going to sit on 12 thrones, and you're going to judge the 12 tribes of Israel. And they got to be puffing out their chests, chests a little bit here thinking, yeah, all right, that's it. We're going to gain a little glory. But then Jesus says, but you know what glory is? Okay, you people who have given up houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or lands for my sake— you're going to receive a hundred times more. And that doesn't mean, oh, I got a hundred houses. Think of it as, I got a hundred houses that I'm responsible for. And, and with a house comes a household. I, I got a hundred, not necessarily a hundred wives, don't, don't look at it that way, but a hundred families that I now am responsible for. So what Jesus is saying here is, you gave up everything, I'm calling you to deeper and deeper service that you are more and more that we are responsible for 
if you followed this and you've done well in a small thing, right? He says that in another parable. Then I'm going to give you more. To the one who has little, you know, you know, the one who has, what, 10 coins, he's going to be given the, the next 10. Okay, you've proven to me that you can do that. Now I'm going to give you more because I need you to keep serving. I need you to keep ministering. I need you, you're okay, you've done a good job taking care of this family. I'm going to give you 100 families. Brothers and sisters, our riches, our ministry, our giving, our life and service to God means we are called to a life of service. And, and to the extent that we keep doing it, God's going to give us more and more responsibility. To those whom much has been given, much is required. That's straight out of the gospel, even though we may think it's out of Spider-Man. Straight out of the gospel. Um, the rich can enter the kingdom of God, brothers and sisters. Of course they can. And praise and thank God for what we have. But we can't fall into the trap of our riches. That we find our identity and security and comfort in them. And that they are for me. They've been given to us to serve. Oh, I didn't even get into the fact of Gideon today. Oh, one of my favorite stories was in the first reading. And, uh, and it ties in so beautifully well. Uh, let me just say, read it. It's so good. It's out of Judges. And it's the call of Gideon. And Gideon is the smallest of the small, from the smallest, weakest tribe of the 12, and the weakest family in the weakest tribe. And he's the weakest member of this weak, of this weak family. And it's God calls him, calls him a mighty champion. He says, greetings, mighty champion. And he's the weakest one. He's like, what are you talking about? I'm anything but. But God calls him to lead the people back. Brothers and sisters, nothing is impossible with God. We just have to trust and put it all at his service and give it where he invites us to go. Let's pray. Let's continue to give everything we have. And that's a journey, isn't it? That's hard. There's many things we hold close to our vest too. But let's continue to give it as best we can to God knowing he'll tell us exactly where, to, where it needs to go and that there's more. Our God is a God of abundance. There's more. We don't have to trust in, in those little things, and once we give it away, it's gone. God is a God of abundance. He's got plenty of resources, okay? May we give it all to him today. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. The second sorrowful mystery, the scourging at the pillar. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, holy Mary, mother of God. Pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, holy Mary, mother of God. Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, holy Mary, mother of God. Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, holy Mary, mother of God. Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. 
Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, have a wonderful Tuesday. God's blessings upon you. Uh, may you be overwhelmed with the blessing and the riches of God. And may you know exactly where our God invites you to go and what to do with all of those. God's peace, my friends.